if you're new to this whole world of baby led weaning and starting solid foods, you might still be on the fence as to whether this approach is going to work for you. And if that's the case, I want to send you my free feeding guide called Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby? This is a guide that contains a decision tree map that you can work your way through to determine if this is the right approach for you guys and then when it's time to start. Grab your copy of Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby on my website at babyledweaning.co slash resources. I was doing my breakfast dishes this morning, turned the garbage disposal on, and then heard that terrible noise when you know something is in the disposal, but like you can totally tell the damage has already been done. Sure enough, it was an easy peasy tiny spoon, totally shredded, which if I've learned anything about these baby lead weaning spoons from Easy Peasy is that the garbage disposal and the dog both love them. And I was bummed because it's one of my favorite colors that they make, the light gray line, which is called pewter. But my garbage disposal disaster, I guess it came at just the right time because Easy Peasy is having their annual Mother's Day sale from this Friday to Sunday, so May 10th to 12th. You can get 20% off all of the Easy Peasy feeding gear with the affiliate discount code BLWMOM on orders of $50 or more. So this is a great time to stock up at 20% off because my regular Easy Peasy code is usually only for 10% off. So this bump up to 20% off is nice, but it's just for three days. So head to easypeasyfun.com to grab tiny spoons, their tiny cups, and the best suction mats and bowls for baby lead weaning. They have a really cool new bundle maker on their website if you want to group or piece a few items together or If you just don't want to think about it, then just grab one of the Easy Peasy First Foods sets. It has everything you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods with baby led weaning. That code is BLWMOM for 20% off Easy Peasy orders of $50 or more now through Sunday, May 12th at easypeasyfun.com. And happy Mother's Day to you. I don't spend a lot of time looking externally. Really, I want to look internally, like value-based company. What are we doing? I don't really care about the competitors. Believe in yourself. And if you believe in yourself, go for it. I believed in it so much. I mean, my friends were probably like, good luck with that. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. Hey guys, welcome back. So I'm going to mix it up a little bit with the interview episodes this month on the podcast. So I do two new episodes a week on Monday. It's always a solo episode, just me doing a mini baby-led weaning training for you guys. But on Thursday's episode, I always interview a guest expert or a person of interest in the feeding world. And I've been trying to chunk it out. So month by month, there's like a different theme. So so last month for National Nutrition Month, I interviewed four different registered dietitians working in and around the areas of infant and pediatric feeding. This month, I'm going to go a different direction. And I want to highlight some fabulous women who run female-led feeding companies. So I know a lot of times you're out there, you know, buying new stuff for your babies or trying out new stuff, or you'll see stuff on Instagram and check it out. And if you're like me, I always wonder, like, who is the person behind that brand? Like, I like to invest my money in brands that are aligned with my beliefs and what I value. And so this month, I'm going to be sharing five different female-led feeding companies run by women who I really admire. And I think like, gosh, other parents might be interested in knowing about the people behind the brands that many of us are using day to day or maybe to discover some new brands and new people working in feeding that you weren't previously aware of. So it made perfect sense to start out this series of female-led feeding company interviews with Lindsay Lorraine, 
and she's the founder and CEO of Easy Peasy. So Easy Peasy makes the original silicone suction mats and bowls. They make uh, the revolutionary tiny cup and tiny spoons. I know a lot of you guys use those for baby led weaning. They're the products that I not only use exclusively in my house for my kids, but that I also use for all of the families that I work with as well. And so Lindsay's story is really inspiring. She is going to take us from the beginning where she got the idea to start the company, the challenges that she encountered as she tried to bring it to market, some of the setbacks as well as the successes that Easy Peasy has had as a company. But again, I wanted to start this series of interviews with Lindsay because I think there's no other company that has done more to revolutionize the world of infant feeding in the last five years than Easy Peasy has. So she's going to talk about her team. She's going to talk very openly about some of the challenges they've had with people knocking off their products and the litigation that they've had to go through and the negative feedback that you get, not just professionally, but personally. She was on Shark Tank and had a really bad experience, which she shares very openly. So this interview is a little bit longer than a lot of my interview episodes. But if you guys use Easy Peasy products, if you're looking for feeding gear and you want to know more about the people behind the brands, I think you'll love this interview with Lindsay Lorraine. I personally know that I like to align my purchases with people and brands that value the same things that I do and also brands that you can trust. And so I hope that by hearing Lindsay's story and learning more about Easy Peasy, we'll give you guys insight into a little bit more about their brand. But certainly also, I know for me, I only recommend those products because I do trust so much in the brand and also in the process that they have for developing products, which she'll share inside of this episode. So with no further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Lindsay Lorraine, the founder and CEO of Easy Peasy. Well, hi, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Okay. I want to start out with a confessional. We're doing a month-long feature of female-run feeding companies. And I wanted to start with you because I know you already know this, but I'm like one of your biggest fans. Like, I think you're amazing. You started Easy Peasy by yourself when you already had three kids. You quit your job. You went on Shark Tank. Your products are like revolutionizing infant feeding. I mean, serious goals, Lindsay. So sorry for making you blush, but tell us your backstory. Like, how did you come to create this amazing company, Easy Peasy? That is so nice. So you're my hero. You have way more kids and do a lot more. But um, yeah, so I never thought I would be an entrepreneur. I spent my career in corporate America. I was in the medical field, had a great job, never also thought we would have identical twins. And so we had three boys under the age of three, and they were really messy kids eating, like I'm sure you can imagine every night in your household. And at that time, six years ago, so we launched in 2014, the market was a lot different than it is now, but there was nothing available on the market, really. All the suction bowls didn't work and came off. And so one night at dinner, my husband literally was like, ah, there's got to be a better way. And so I got online and I started looking and I realized nothing did exist. And so I taped a bowl to a piece of paper and I told my husband, I literally came home from work and said, if anyone can start a company, I can. I'm very driven. So I always say it's a blessing and a curse, right? I'm all or nothing. And so really I taped a bowl to a piece of paper. I ordered a book, um, the mom inventor's handbook on how to start your own company, which is so cliche. And then everything went so fast after that. So we had the idea in March of 2014, and then we launched in August of 2014 with a product at a trade show. And we also launched on Kickstarter and that was launching with our happy mat, which is our flagship product. So this is what we launched and we had toddlers at the time. And so at that time it was all about just less mess, right? I was in survival mode. And so I wanted a product that would catch the mess on the outside. So I love the placemat feature. It has three compartments. So it kind of forced me to serve three foods. And all of a sudden I was a 
Pinterest mom at the time, right? Because I could put like blueberries in the yogurt eyes and all of a sudden I was cool. And I loved we could stack and serve everyone at the same time and then take all of the mess to the kitchen. And back at this time, there was, it's so crazy. Again, six years ago, there was no pastel color feeding products. There was no gray feeding products. Everything was primary colors and, you know, ABCs. It's hard to believe now because things have shifted so much, but we were really kind of the first really not only creating feeding products that are appropriate, but beautiful feeding products and stylish. Well, I have to tell you last night, I was on my sister-in-law's visiting from LA and she was helping me feed my kids. And I, all my kids are six and under, but they still eat out of mini mats. Cause I, that's like, just so you guys know, like the happy mat is like the bigger size for kind of older kids. So at the age when she invented the product, like they were kind of moving out of toddlerhood. Yeah. The mini mat, it's kind of like in the middle, you can use it for babies or toddlers, but I still use it for my big kids. I had the marble ones, which I love. I have a marble table and the marble mats. And my sister-in-law was like, Ooh, fancy. You guys are having the marble mats tonight. It's like, yeah, they actually like look nice. Like things don't have to be pink and blue and red and yellow for kids, you know? Yes. And so I've gotten a lot less anxious as I've gotten older, but I would, mealtime was so stressful because it was so messy. And so I would use like a regular placemat, like a cars or something with a different bowl, that different color spoon and fork. And so food was everywhere. And it was just a very like anxiety driven time when you're a little OCD. So this too was beautiful and it was all contained in one place. And I could keep the gray placemat out on my counter because my whole house is gray. And so that was, I mean, a big part. Again, our mission from our company has changed so much and we'll talk about the team a little bit. But at the beginning, it was right all about making less mess. And then the suction feature, the self-sealing, I mean, there was nothing like it on the market. So there was this huge wow factor at the beginning too, you know, that just stop people in their tracks, whether you see a person lifting a table or a kid can't pull it off the table. The suction is real. I know. Suction is real. And so, you know, and that was kind of a happy accident, which is crazy. I wanted something that was all in one and wouldn't slide around and people couldn't toss the bowl or the kids couldn't toss the bowl. But I actually found a local manufacturer in Colorado, phenomenal gentleman that he made me the first prototype in his garage. And he put in a mold and poured liquid silicone around it. And when he pulled it out, put it on a table and we couldn't get it off the table. Literally, we were lifting and all freaking out. And so it was kind of, we never thought the suction would be that real. So did you quit your job right then? Or like, how did you come to do this full time? So I had the idea. So then I got obsessed and started doing it at night. And I mean, eventually I was, you know, just doing it a lot whenever I had breaks. So I kept my other job. I'm a pretty responsible person. And for six months. And so I did both of them. And then when we launched our on Kickstarter, and then we went to the trade show and we got funded on Kickstarter, I quit my job right after that. I came home after actually the ABC Kids Expo, that trade show, and resigned on the Monday after the show. Was it always called Easy Peasy or why did you name it that? Yeah. So Easy Peasy, it's always been called Easy Peasy. And it was just one of those things. Again, our mission at the beginning was making everything easy peasy, less mess. Let's make it easy peasy for parents. The only thing was we spelt it a different way. So originally, which was so dumb, it was spelled E-A-Z-Y-Peasy. Excuse me. And someone gave me feedback like, no one's going to know how to spell your name. Everyone's going to spell that website wrong. And so we switched it to the four letters. I never spell it wrong. It was a good move. (laughs) Well, E-A-Z-Y-Peasy. So our LLC is titled that. So because we had... And everyone spells it E-A-S-Y, just naturally. So... (laughs) But yes, easy peasy, um, it's just, and it sticks and there's, it's a little catchy phrase. Cool. So tell us a little bit about your team. I know Dawn Winkleman, your feeding expert really well. You're actually the one who introduced us like a long time ago. So I want to say thank you for that because she's become a great friend and colleague. I love working with her, but 
Easy Peasy is a totally female-run team. Is that correct, first of all? And did you guys like set out to elevate other women through your business or did it just end up that way? Yeah, so not necessarily. I didn't, when I quit corporate America, I knew I wanted to work with people I enjoyed. I mean, that was a big thing coming out of corporate America is, and that's just one of my best learnings is if you enjoy the people you work with, it doesn't matter if you love the work, if you hate the work, if it's fun work, if it's not fun work, if you love the people, it's all fun. That was really important to me at the beginning, not if it was male or female, because we had men on our team originally. So Dawn specifically reached out actually to us. We were on Kickstarter with the Happy Mat and reached out and said, I've been doing this for 20 plus years. She was like duct taping bowls onto the table because they would move around when she was working with children with disabilities. Yes. And so she's like, you're going to change so many lives. I've been duct taping, you know, plates to tables. We need to meet. And so... And at that time, and it's so gratifying, you know, we created the boys for our three neurotypical boys, not thinking it would have any impact within the special needs community. It just wasn't even on our radar. And then we started getting feedback. So I reached out to Dawn. We instantly connected. I mean, she joined the team very early on. And so much of a big focus at the beginning of Easy Peasy was within the special needs community. I mean, it was just a really fun time. We were using kiddos with Down syndrome in our advertising when no one was doing that. And just, we had a lot of really beautiful experiences at the beginning when Dawn would come here and we'd meet kiddos with cerebral palsy. And so a huge part of what we were doing at the beginning, um, and it still is, but as our products have evolved, I mean, there's less of a, a need with the suction. And so that's how I met Dawn. Then the other folks on the team are the kind of core team of Easy Peasy are my two best friends from growing up. Love it. Yeah, it's yeah, I just the best I, part about running your own business. You can pick the people you work with. Work yeah. With. And we've like proven, you know, one I think I hate too about so many people have opinions when you're starting your own business. I'm sure you get this all yeah. or motherhood. Yeah. Like, oh, don't work with people you like. Every business ends in, you know, failed yeah. partnerships because a lot do. Or you're gonna need money. You're never gonna make it unless you get fun. I mean, just so many things where it's like people are already telling you you're gonna fail before you start. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Thanks for your support. Yeah. And just like do what you want to do. And so um, they've been really part of the team since the beginning. And so we know each other from elementary and middle school. They're both in Colorado now and Dawn's in Colorado. So that's the other cool thing. When we started, we, we all still work virtually, but Dawn was in California. Christy was in London. Tammy was in California. Kara's still in New York, our creative lead. And so now we're all women and it's awesome being all women. I mean, there's just, although we've had some great men that have come in and out, I would say our team is in the best position. We're small and nimble and we don't have egos. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. 
I know. And it was actually like your Women's Day Instagram post was like all of you guys. I'd never like I know Kara because I work with her for other stuff, but like I'd never seen you guys all together. And that was what actually was like inspired me to be like, wait a minute, a lot of these feeding brands that I work with are run by women. And then to do this whole series of interviews for this month, because that was a great post. I think people do want to know more about the people behind the brands that they're supporting, because it's not just a big faceless behemoth, which we're going to talk about in a second. Most of, you know, your products are super, they're the original silicone suction bowls and mats, your brand, super unique, because you actually employ a feeding expert. Like the fact that that even matters to you, I know you know how unique it is, but there are so many developmentally appropriate design features for both neurotypical children and children with disabilities. But it literally blows my mind how quickly your guys' stuff gets ripped off. So could you just talk a little bit about counterfeit products and how do you deal with this? Because I know it's a real pain point for a small but burgeoning company like yourself. Yeah, gosh, it has been crazy over the last six years just with copies. And we're starting to see so many more now with the cups and it's like almost resurfaced again. So when we launched Easy Peasy, we had the mats and they went, it went crazy. And it was just, you know, timing is everything too. At that time, six years ago or five years ago, Facebook viral videos were really big. Like you could get a viral video and now there's just, you know, it's harder to do that. And so we just had all this momentum, grassroots, viral videos of people sharing. I had made a video, we had made a video and my, the kids are really messy in it and aggressively messy. There's another story about this behind the scenes. We're like making them throw their bowls. Like. If you, if you could hear us, we're like, throw your ball. And the kids are literally like, ah, I don't want to. I'm going to get in trouble. Yes, this was our initial video. And I mean, it's it's hilarious, the behind the scenes. So we have this video and 100 million views, you know, shared 50,000 times, 100,000 times. I mean, viral, viral, sold out of all of our units. But it also spurred so many counterfeits of every day there were fake videos that were voiceovers going to fake sites. Counter every single day, my kids were sent to me in a picture or, you know, being used all over. So that was very emotional, just going through all of that. And we kind of talked a little bit about that before is I just spent all my time like looking for all the copies and it consumed me in this like negative energy field that I hate. Yeah. But it was really important at that time. We had a lawyer full time and we had an enforcement team and we were filing intellectual property. And I mean, we were looking at factories and trying to stop it, but it was important to build that foundation. Yeah. Like protection mode, I want to protect what I've built because if I don't protect what I've built, then easy peasy. But it's like all consuming. I remember there were times where it's like I couldn't, you couldn't talk to you because you were like, oh, just really pretty much I just do legal stuff 100% of the time right now. Yeah, totally. And I've gotten things have gotten so much better. And still, I'm meeting with the lawyers all tomorrow, all day, but we're in the litigation and we're going to trial. And so that's a different story. So the copy is really emotional at the beginning. I mean, devastating and more just the pictures of kids. Because then our kids weren't being used. It was my friend's kids that I would see, you know, and I just, I, there's an emotional component to that. They're like superimposing your kids on their products? Yes, all over. Weird. Oh, so just trying to capitalize like on that viral video, like making people think that that was the product you're using. Got it. Okay, sorry. Or just like if I get on a listing right now and I went on Alibaba, I could find our kids pictured advertising a product every day. I mean, it's, we get them every day still. Well, my kids are basically like anytime you type a meme for too many kids or lots of kids, it's like my quadruplets show up. So I kind of feel you. It's like, wait a minute. Like, that's not the intention of that cute video that I made. But you know, whatever. You want to play the game. It's like part and parcel. Like, So that was all really emotional. We went into kind of protection mode, got the IP. And then it kind of just got better. And I don't know if I wasn't forward facing or a lot of those companies go away too. They like, everyone wants the quick buck and the fidget spinner or whatever it is. And they come up and they go away. Yeah. They're not invested in like 
creating developmentally appropriate products that work. Yes. And we'll talk about that too, because I, I haven't really gotten even into that. But so a lot of that fizzled out. But then recently I've seen, and so I don't spend a lot of time looking externally. Really, I want to look internally, like value-based company. What are we doing? I don't really care about the competitors, you know, within reason. But recently, so now we have the cups in the straw cup and the utensils. There's been another resurgence of copies now with cups and utensils. Because the mats are kind of, it's been five years. Mm-hmm. I can still see copies all the time. I still see them in pictures, even that not you post, but like people post and it kills me because I know they're using cheap product. Um, an unsafe product. That's the other thing. Just make sure it's safe. But the copies are coming back with the cups and the utensils. And so it has been a little bit emotional. Even Dawn, our feeding specialist who designed them, I'm sure it's emotional for her seeing her tiny cup ripped off. Like sometimes before it even comes out a new thing, I'm like, it's insane. So yeah. So what I've realized now, and this is within the last two months, I've realized it's a different surgence of, of stuff coming out. It's, it's so easy to start a company. And I hate to say that, but like anyone listening can go to Shopify, get a website, get pictures, and find a manufacturer in China that can send you some sort of product and, and you could find it anywhere. And so the ability, which is great, I'm not discounting that, of for like anyone to start their own business, it's really easy and it's a great opportunity. But what that's doing is it's creating this market that there's just a lot of copy products, a lot of silicone utensils and a lot of silicone bowls that all look the same and they all suction the same. And, and there's so many that, so I've had the tiny cups, a few, which I feel like are other moms, you know, we send them a note saying we have a design pad on this and they're like, Oh my God, I didn't even know our manufacturer just sent us this and said, do you want to make this product? I mean, that's how, and that's how this works. I get emails all the time of my product asking if they can manufacture, like, and I'm like, you're not our manufacturer. So you're stealing from me with my product asking if you can like make something else. But thanks for asking. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's, and they're pretty comical, some of the emails, but So there is this weird thing now that's going on of just a lot of competitors that aren't really huge brands. They don't have the feeding expert, but they're just kind of creating copy products. And so again, I'm aware of it now that it exists because I spent some time looking over the last few months, but it's like, okay, it's exists. Now we're going to turn internally and keep innovating and, you know, trailblazing where we can, which is really fun, but it's also exhausting. You know, sometimes I just want to take a break and be like, seriously, I know I can't even imagine. Can you talk for a second about Shark Tank? Because I know like, at least in my experience, okay, so primarily my audience is moms, like 99.95% moms, but they're the primary feeding providers, right? So they're the ones who are interested. They're the ones that, that are buying you know, digital products, that are buying physical products. I swear dads like immediately care about feeding when they heard that you're on Shark Tank. Like for whatever reason, I mean, women love Shark Tank, but I like my husband was like, oh, oh, they were on Shark Tank. Oh yeah, I totally know who you're talking about. Like for everything. So- Talk about your Shark Tank experience because I know there is a subset of the listening audience who's like, yep, I definitely saw you guys on Shark Tank. What's the story there? Yeah, so it's been so long now, five years, time flies. So going on Shark Tank, the crazy part is I didn't necessarily want to go on Shark Tank because I was, the risk of going on Shark Tank is you lose your narrative. Mm -hmm. It is a TV show and they are going to edit what happens in that hour or however long you're on stage to what they want and, and make the narrative. And so I knew going on that that's the risk and that's what I was willing to give up. We went on and we really didn't need funding at that time, cash money per se. We needed like licensing opportunities. I thought it'd be great. We didn't have our pet line yet. So now we have our pet line. But I was like, someone could license it and just make it. That's not really how it works. But, you know, or that that was really my intent. And so I'll say I'm always myself. I just, that's who I am. I never thought about going on. And this is so dumb, but what am I going to look like on TV? Or I'm really expressionate. You can probably tell if you're watching this live. So I go out there, I do my thing, and I thought it was going to be a lot different. So 
at the time too, we were so much smaller than we are now, but I had the same like swagger and belief that I do now. And I don't know how I had it then. Like I look back and I'm like, go Lindsay, I, you were doing a million dollars and you thought you were, you know, we're doing 10 times that or more than that. But I still, I felt no difference. So I got out there and nothing I said just was like, right. That's how I felt, you know, and there, it was, um, just a weird experience being out there, but it wasn't right culturally. I mean, just from like, and you know, the energy you can feel with people, is this going to work or not? We talked about my team earlier. It's my best friends. We sleep together when we go to trade shows. We want to stay in hotels together. That's our team. And so for me, culturally to bring someone in, it would change the entire dynamic. I mean, I'm so grateful we didn't get an investor. Our whole journey would be different, you know, from five, it would be crazy. Yeah. I can't even imagine it. So I refused the offers. We got two offers, which was great. Got, went off stage, like walked off stage, literally started crying. The second I like took off my shoes, you open the doors and there's like producers out there. And the producer was awesome. He was like, I'm so glad you didn't take a deal. Like you're just, he was great. So you get a call two weeks before and it says your episode's airing. So we had a party and it was really fun. <laughs> and we watched the episode. So this is when it got not fun. You know, we had like a hundred people or something. There was a huge party at our warehouse. We're watching the episode live with everyone. I mean, I haven't seen it. And I'm actually, oh, before it airs, people are starting to tweet in because it was on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, this person forgot her pants. Dress is so short. That's all that I'm seeing. So I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what people are saying, you know? And kind of at that point too, thinking it's funny. Like, well, oh, you know, Brad, you got a hot life. I'm in a cute, cute dress. Like thinking it's funny, not funny because, and I didn't even think the episode was that bad, but then it just got destroyed online. Like I- I went to bed that night being like, oh, people think my dress is too short. And then I woke up the next morning and, you know, I do have thick skin, but it doesn't feel good to just be told like, you look like a man or you're a W-H-O-R-E. I mean, the meanest things you could ever say ever. And it was everywhere. It was comments and people. And there was just like, so it didn't feel very good for a few days. I like cried and just felt bad for myself. I mean, I made a funny video, you know, a tweet video. And it was a really good learning. I mean, the learning, I just wasn't prepared for that. I've never been bullied. You know, I wasn't bullied in school. So you have an appreciation for what other people go through, you know, to our kids to not treat people like that. It's amazing that you can find the positive in it. And I love how openly, I know you tell, like you've told me this story before, but I'm still like, I can't believe she's like, can tell this story because most people wouldn't ever even be able to recover from that. But like, again, just the whole narrative of like, you're there to talk about your business and people are there to talk about your appearance, like, you know. Yeah. Or everyone has an opinion. I mean, that's today. And it's, you know, it's interesting. I've never even really thought about the parallel, but I see like, that's like a sliver of what's going on today. And just like the media and, and people are, they question your intent and why you're doing, I'm like, no one knows my intent. And you can't really say anything about Shark Tank. So you're kind of getting attacked, not attacked, but like you should have done a deal and you're so dumb and you went on for whatever. And no one knows. I mean, besides really me, right? Yeah. And so it's a weird place to be and not to be defensive because you're just wasting your time. Like why? Yeah, exactly. You just got to keep your head down and keep going sometimes. I know. Sometimes. Yeah. And then the, the silver lining of all of it, someone had tweeted and I'll spell the word so I don't say swear words, this dumb effing like horror, W-H-O-R-E, but they spelled dumb D-U-M-N. And I was like, I and I'm it. done. Yeah, exactly. I'm done with you. And I did a viral video. Exactly. Yeah. And so I try, you know, I'm so grateful that we went on. It's part of our journey. It is what it is. People remember, you know, when I see people at trade shows, but it is a pretty small part of Yeah, and I think the longer you've been in business and the more you guys are innovating, it becomes part of your history, a part of the story. You're not going to like erase it, but- um. Yes, but that gave some to some publicity of like the copies and stuff. And going back a little bit about Easy Peasy's journey, 
is just, so when we started, right, it was all about the mess and the, the happy mat. And what I quickly realized as being a mom going to the store, I thought that every company, if you're buying a spoon or a fork or a plate and it's sold at a big box store or boutique, everyone has a feeding specialist like we do. That's what I assumed as a mom, right? Everyone cares about the size of a spoon head because why wouldn't you? Like, I actually get the chills of like, how are you not focusing on this stuff? And there was none of that. Literally, not only there's no innovation, people are just making copy products and the spoon heads are huge and the cups are designed for like a 10-year-old. And it's that promote over drinking. Like it's all like, actually, not only is it, they didn't even take into consideration what it should be. They actually make it unsafe. Unsafe. And so I was just shocked and appalled. Like there has to be better. There's better for our babies and for our parents. And so that's why such a huge part of what we're doing now as a company is having a feeding special, like get feedback from you and other parents to how to make our products so they are not only innovative, but developmentally appropriate to get these kiddos to meet developmental milestones, which are feeding milestones. I've learned so much as a mom and I did not do all of this stuff with our kids. I mean, I, I'm glad they didn't choke and they're still here, you know, and so it is a learning, but there was also just a disappointment of innovation and caring in the market that is really what I'm proud of, you know, as an owner now. So let's talk about the innovation because I know when parents like, okay, you read the original Happy Mat, which is like, a rectangular footprint with a smiley face, which part of I like your whole mission is about making feeding fun because you said it like this is a very anxiety inducing period for parents. And like we can help them get to a point where they actually enjoy feeding their kids and they don't dread feeding it. And to be honest, I think your products are there. There is nothing even else like it on the market because your products are designed for different ages and stages that babies are going through. They're not all created the same. So you've got the tiny line, yes. the six to 12 months old, the mini line for the 12 month and up. As a mom, my kids are starting to size out of the mini line. I'm selfishly hoping that you guys keep expanding further up the age chain for feeding gear. Is there anything you can share about the product line and where you're going in the future with Easy Peasy? Like what do you have on the horizon? Yes. So to your point, there's really, we want to make products for every stage of feeding, not only to make it fun, but also developmentally appropriate. And feeding is so stressful though. As a mom, and I mean, it's your job, right? And so we had, gosh, our kids had RSV and they were in the hospital and fought every bottle. And it was, oh, it was such a, I just, just, it was a really hard time. And so giving parents the tools to be more successful and just to learn and to do your best, right? If you can do your best. And so our line, we are expanding. So you asked earlier about older kids. So obviously we have the happy mats, which I know even for you, seven is a lot of happy mats, but at least you can stack them all. I love that they can stack. They are big. Like we have to eat on our real dining room table with them, yeah. but they work. I like them for bigger kids for sure. Yes. So now our kids, right now the, we started easy peasy. They were two and three. Now they're nine. Our twins are nine and 10. And I just want to clarify her twins are not nine and 10. She has a 10 year old and nine year old twins. Okay. <laughs> I would get that. I was like the person that would ask a twin mom, be like, Oh, are your son and daughter identical? Exactly. <laughs> like, I say with every, because you don't have identicals, do you? No, but my quadruplets and twins, do multiples run in your family? Like, well, why don't you just ask me if I did fertility? Like, I'm happy to talk about it. Like, let's ask the real question. Well, I say everyone with identical twins, if you're listening to this, hopefully you'll laugh and not be offended. But I always say people with identical twins are the people who like mother F twins the most. Like, oh, I could never have twins. I mean, they don't even run a family. I'm never, that's not my life. You got it. I got yeah. it. Like you put it out there. Are your boys identical? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, total surprise. I mean, I didn't, I had daycare plans, college plan. I mean, when I was doing my ultrasound and she goes, there's two heartbeats. I was like, no, I just signed the other one up for daycare. And the college, we're gonna have to move. And the doctor's literally like, 
you, why don't you call your husband first? Yeah. Don't worry about college here, you know, because we had to move and stuff, but I never, and now, I mean, just like you, our life is crazy and chaos. I want to change it at all. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't go and like start it over again and do it like one more time. No, thank you. So for older kids, there's not a lot of feeding gear for older kids. So we're really trying to maximize every stage of feeding from four months old to six months old, all the way up to older kids. So we are coming out with feeding gear for older kids. I'm trying not to give too much away. So there'll be products for every stage of feeding from four months all the way up to 10 years old. And then we're also doing some other cleaning supplies. So this, we just uh, launched our mushroom sponge, which is for cleaning easy peasy gear, but also I'll be honest, we don't use silicone gear anymore because our kids are now using just regular plates. So this is awesome for vegetables. I mean, I use it for scrubbing vegetables, for barbecue in the crock pot, getting it out. I mean, it works. It's so cute. Silicone is inert. So there's not going to be mold or bacteria or fungus and it will last. I mean, it's durable, so it won't wear or fade. I was really surprised when I saw it because it's like the first thing you guys have that you can't eat off of or you don't eat off of basically. Yes. And we have something else coming that's going to be coming out soon that goes with the cleaning okay. and more, more actually another product later this year as well that I won't give away that okay. you don't necessarily eat off of. But the Happy Mat, you guys have changed. There's now a smaller footprint. Yes. Why did you make that change? Yeah. So for a few different reasons, we had gotten feedback that it would be great to have a little bit of a smaller footprint because I actually have the original here and the new ones underneath my computer. So I won't disrupt again. So the newer size, it's not a lot smaller, just, I mean, literally a half an inch and less room here or less material here. So it's less material and the new one matches the same as the mini mat. So there's more uniformity Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a little bit lighter. This is a pound and a half, which is pretty heavy um, of material. And so it's just a little bit lighter that if you want to take it on the go, you can, you can fit more around the table and it's a cheaper price point. So it used to be $24.99 and the new price is $22.50, which is exciting if um, you're looking to save some money. And those are available now at easypeasyfun.com, yes. right? Okay, that's right. Yes, absolutely. And so, yeah, we've got a lot of fun stuff in the works, which is just really exciting. It's a very fun time at Easy Peasy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I think your story is so inspiring. I love like, I love products that were created that solve a very real problem. Yours was your kids making a mess at mealtime. But I think we have to address that like this inadvertent side effect of you running this business is that your products really have revolutionized infant feeding. Like you were dealing with three-year-olds at the time, but these products for six months olds that promote independent feeding with a spoon that's developmentally appropriate, like a speech language pathologist who works for you has the guts to talk about why sippy cups, we should totally skip them. Like all of this stuff you probably never envisioned. And I know you guys are thinking like up the feeding chain, but as someone who works exclusively in baby led weaning with six and 12 month olds, I just can't reiterate enough. Like it's so unique. You don't find it anywhere else. So even though they're all like all these knockoff products, the actual design behind them is not the same. And I don't know that parents always recognize that. And that's why I love having Dawn on the podcast. Like some of the most downloaded episodes or interviews with her were like, let's talk about the six reasons why we want to skip the sippy cup. Because yes, the cup is cute, but parents are concerned about the spills. And so, okay, so sippy cups were invented by parents for parents. 
and they actually can delay speech and feeding milestones. And here's why. And then rather than just telling you all the bad things, here's the solution for the product that you actually, you know, you guys are like making it come full circle because you don't want to be the one to just tell people, don't do that. Don't do sippy cups. Okay, fine. I won't do a sippy cup. Show me what cup to use. Well, until the tiny cup, there wasn't one. They're all plastic and knock a baby's teeth out. I know. And now there's going to be so many cups available in two years. It's crazy. So everyone remember the tiny cup. But, um, you know, I think when you're in and you're running a business, just like you every day, you don't take a step back and you're like, oh my gosh, like, what have we done? And so at the beginning of Easy Peasy, there was a lot of that because I would get emails of, you know, my five-year-old who is blind has never been able to eat and they can eat independently. So there was this very gratifying feeling of kind of making a difference and it's starting to happen all over again. And so with Dawn, you know, on our team, and I give Dawn a hard time. So do I. I love working with her. Yeah. Like I give her this passive aggressive thing. Well, like if it wasn't for Dawn making our utensils perfect and having to have a thing, we could make them faster, you know, joking because she's so rigorous on the quality testing and the development and the size and the testing and that's changing and the, that it's great from the product standpoint, but it takes longer to create products. And so I think that there's, well, actually I, I lost my train of thought, but I got it back. Is so when Dawn joined the team, Dawn's philosophy has always been like sippy cups are bad, you know, that and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you hear enough. But were you secretly like, oh, we're gonna make a sippy cup someday, just don't tell her? I mean, I'm sure we thought about it. Or like, cause then I'm the convenience mom of like even just having these tools is great, but there's also a thing like you need to give your kids something because you're going out the door. So I'm not, I don't want to ignore that and just be like, you always have to have an open cup because it's not real, you know, like I'm a realist. So with Dawn, but you hear it enough from medical professionals. I mean, we've gone to ASHA and OT connections, like where they're all saying the same. Slowly, but she's definitely a trend center. Like there's still a lot of SLPs who don't think like she does because they don't specialize in feeding. Yes. So I guess at the that was at the beginning. This is five years ago when Dawn's saying it, right? And so now I seeing pictures and SLPs, and I was taking screenshots last night of kids drinking. I get the chills of like, and it's so much, I attribute so much of it to Dawn because she is the medical professional that saw that there is an issue doctors are promoting this stuff. So she is the leader. I mean, we're the company to help her, right? But that is really kind of her mission. So it's absolutely gratifying to really like, we're making a difference. I mean, I have the chill. I, it's just, so it's little things. And, you know, sometimes I question if, if I'm doing enough in the world, right? And then I'm like, okay, at least I'm doing this. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but like on the other end of the spectrum, so my mom is also a dietitian. She has a long-term care consulting business. Like I used to work with her a while before I got into pediatrics. And the same thing, like the handyman basically at the nursing home would make implements for the patients that had Parkinson's and like, and now my mom says she's, they use easy peasy at all of her nursing homes because it's so much more affordable. It's so much more accessible. Yeah. Um, and it helps, you know, even older people that need these products as well. And I would think what's great is that Dawn does also work with children with special needs. So having the background in autism. And I know in the programs we teach together, we've had children with Down syndrome who've succeeded in self-eating. Where other parents have been told like, oh, your baby has a cleft palate. They'll never be able to do X, Y, or Z. It's like, well, just because you've never seen it done doesn't mean it can't be done, but you have to have the right tools. And that's what you guys are providing. I mean, it's so much stuff about, I always say like textures. I just, and I was like in a robot when I was a new mom too. I was just like, how many ounces of strawberries and fruit? And I like, wasn't even thinking logically, literally like just take a step back about kind of introducing textures and like, it's not even as much about getting the food in the kid's mouth, which is all I cared about. Like how many ounces of milk are they getting? How many? I mean, I was a psycho now that I'm thinking of it, but textures. And I was giving saying this story of like, I can't eat oranges now. Like literally my kids can eat oranges and they can drink pulp. I would throw, I can't, I physically couldn't if you paid me a lot of money, but I'm like, my mom was not giving me oranges when I was a baby, you know? 
So there's just, I've learned so much, not only about the feeding products, but the importance of just like feeding development and how all of those things through your courses, I mean, and what you guys do. And so that's a huge compliment to you guys of giving good information as well. Well, thank you. And you can't, like all the information in the world means nothing if you don't have the right products to put it into practice. Or if you can't trust the people. That's like, and I would say, you know, if I could give some feedback to a consumer is just trust where you're buying any product, not feeding products. Because there are, we talked about the copies. There's so many copies and counterfeits that go to the company where you're buying from, read their story. I always say, turn over your mat. When you're complaining that your easy peasy mini mat doesn't stick, turn it over. Does it say easy peasy on it? No, because you bought it from a knockoff site, which is fine. That's your prerogative. But then don't complain that the suction doesn't work. Because if your flat surface is dry and clean, which I know is hard to do, but if it's flat, dry, and clean, the easy peasy products will stick. Now, your baby will get to the age where they can physically remove it. And then we're, yep. we're dealing with other issues there. But the product as it's made and as it's marketed does work. Yes, absolutely. And it's just crazy how many non-safe products are not even feeding. Like, like high chairs. Parents are like, why does my high chair not have a footrest? Because it costs more to make an adjustable footrest for the high chair that you just bought. Even in food, parents are like, why is there an entire aisle of baby food yogurt? It all has added sugar in it. You shouldn't give any foods with added sugar into your baby. You don't need to eat baby food yogurt. I can't believe a company would manufacture something that has something in it that babies shouldn't have. Like, well, that's what the entire industry is predicated on is like, do it for the cheapest and sell it for the highest markup. Like, duh. No one is doing anything behind the scenes. That's the thing of like, as a consumer too, like, if you have an idea, wake up, like, do it. Like, you can do it because there's so much. My gosh, I laugh at my old self of like, I literally thought like, every good idea is taken and do, do, do. And I'm like, no, it's not. No one, everyone is just figuring it out really. And the people at the, especially in the baby industry, it was such a male dominated stale industry with no innovation and these people just, you know, selling tons of plastic junk. And so just be an aware consumer, take time. For sure. And that's why I appreciate you coming on to talk about the people behind the products that we make. And thank you for being so accessible to our moms too, because they are interested in this and they do care about the products that they're buying for their family. So You kind of touched on it a little bit, but what other advice do you have for parents and particular moms out there? If they have an idea for a business based on a problem they're experiencing in parenting, what advice would you give to them? Yeah, I would say believe in yourself. And if you believe in yourself, go for it. I think the power of belief is everything. Like I was saying when I was on Shark Tank five years ago, I saw myself sitting here, right? And I knew that we were going to be successful. And and I just believed in it from the plastic prototype. I wish I had the prototype to show you. So when I start this, easy peasy. I have the idea. I get the book and I buy, it's like a bag of rice and you boil it in the rice. It's like plastic balls turns into clear plastic moldable things. You can buy it for, it's good for kids projects. I've made my son since, since doing this. So I buy this, I get a safe rolling pin and I roll it all out. And then I get just a plastic bowl. You know, I make a bowl around the plastic bowl and then I have a mat and it's like, I didn't cut it or anything. So it's just like, and then it turns hard. So it's a hard piece of plastic that is just terrible. But I, I would show it to a few people like moms when I want to go to lunch. Cause this was, yeah, the twins were just, I mean, they, everyone was young. And so I'd be like, you have to sign an NDA. I don't want anyone to see it. And showing everyone this piece of garbage, you know, but like <laughs> I believed in it so much. I mean, my friends were probably like, good luck with that. I mean, just, I'm embarrassed that I was doing that, but it was like at that, you know, and same thing, I was going into retail stores with our original prototypes and Tammy who works with us now is like, you know, you just don't go into a store like giggle and just get your product in there. And I'm like, well, you do if you're me, you know, and then I giggle and it just like you do it. And I think everybody like knows the Spank story, right? Like you just, she just went to freaking the department stores and was like, here, go in the dressing room and try this on. Like 
seeing really is believing. And once someone else gets it, oh, I have that same problem and you just solved it with this product. And people don't want to admit that like my kids are super messy and it's really annoying. And I have a lot of anxiety about at mealtime, but you're so open about saying that's kind of part of your story, I think, of why you guys have been so successful because you solved a real life problem. And I'm like authentic too. I just, I've realized too, a lot of like Julie Clark, the founder of Baby Einstein, who I've become good friends with, her story, same thing. I mean, she went to a trade show and was giving DVDs to people at the very beginning. I mean, it's now 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. But so I think if you believe and you're passionate, I mean, I, I, I'm passionate about, but I've always been that. So I do have some innate qualities that work well for entrepreneurship, right? I'm passionate, I'm driven, I'm determined, I'm disciplined. Those are all like who I was growing up from. I could tell you, you know, we could do a psychology course on why I'm like that. That won't be fun. Just kidding. But uh, so I, I have all those qualities, but I think, you know, if you believe in yourself, surround yourself with good people. We've got a great team, which I talked about, Dawn. My team makes me way better and nothing would be possible without them. And then trust your gut, I say to everything. And that's not only in starting your own business, that's in parenting too. You know, when we had all those issues at the beginning with feeding, trust your gut. If you think something's wrong with your baby or they're not right. I mean, we had tongue ties that people wouldn't just were not handling well. And I'm like, I know I, I have twins and they're talking different, you know? And so always trust your gut and fight for what you believe, right? Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time and your story. This has been so interesting to get to chat with you about like the whole journey. Oh, it's so fun. Well, I appreciate this opportunity. I appreciate all of your support. Thank you so much for all of your products. And I'm going to link up a lot of the different items that she was talking about on the show notes for this episode. So if you guys go to blwpodcast.com, you can find Lindsay's interview, um, the whole history of easy peasy. Yeah. And the discount code. That's right. Thank you. If someone said the other day, God, I have your discount code emblazoned in my head, but it's Katie 10 for 10% off at easy peasy. You know, I think also, I just want to say thank you for supporting medical professionals and recognizing the importance of credential professionals in feeding, because to be honest, there are way too many, you know, self, everyone who eats food is a feeding expert. And that's not actually true. And that you employ, that you elevate, that you support credentialed feeding experts really means the world to people like myself who, who, who do do this for a living. Absolutely. Well, and, and I can trust you and find like to anyone listening, find people you trust, surround yourself with good people like yourself, and we'll make the world a better place together. Bye. Thanks. Thank Bye, you. Have a great day. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Lindsay Lorraine, the founder and CEO of Easy Peasy. I just absolutely love her. I think she's so real. She's so down to earth, very impressive, but like very, very open about sharing some of those vulnerable moments, right? Like the Shark Tank story like hurts my heart every time I hear it, but I know that she's a strong person and I think she's a good representative of her company and her brand and the values that they stand for with regards to integrity. Just can't say enough about the fact that they even have an infant feeding expert involved in the design of their products, which literally no other brand does. If you guys want to check out any of the resources that Lindsay mentioned, All of the easy peasy links will be up on the show notes for this episode, which is at blwpodcast.com forward slash 114. And if you want to check out any of the products that they have for babies, remember it's the tiny line, six to 12 month old that most parents doing baby led weaning are looking at. But if you're getting to this information a little bit later, once your baby's 12 months or above, we move up to the mini line. Again, I'll link all that out at the show notes for this episode. And my code KD10 is good for 10% off at their website, which is easypeasyfun.com. So thanks so much for listening. And I'll be back next week doing another interview with a female-led feeding team. Thanks for being here and I'll see you next time. Hi, friends.
friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.